Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. This fall, the Fantasy Sports Channel will make history all over again with even more live fantasy. Sports Radio than anywhere on the planet. At least 12 hours of fantasy football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus more fantasy sports talk every Saturday and Sunday. More than 50 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Try getting that on your radio dial. The Fantasy Sports Channel. Only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. Let's get it going. Let's go on early. Let's see what happens tonight. It's becoming a joke. Uh, 
it's becoming a real joke because uh, what's happening right now is they've come to a stalemate. You know, they've given each other, has given themselves some time. Uh, they've given themselves uh, some leniency, so to speak. And, you know, and they're going to, you know, extend the period. Well, right now it's 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 come time to uh, uh, either step up or shut up. And I, I don't see anything happening from uh, either uh, either point of view uh, from either of these sides. So uh, it it really looks uh, it really looks tough. Uh, you know, I'm I'm in a I'm in a couple of uh, dynasty leagues, and I'm going to continue to move forward uh, with my trades uh, or lack thereof. But uh, the one thing about it is uh, these guys they they've got to come to a resolution here very soon. Because the teams, the owners of the teams, they will not continue payroll. They will not continue to pay people uh, that want to be paid, and it's gonna it's gonna end up being an ugly lockout that one that we don't we've never seen before. I mean, we saw a lockout years ago uh, in the NFL. This could be this it could become so much greater. It could, as far as the uh, economy-wise, I mean, that could affect the economy as well. So I don't know what's going to happen with it. I, I thought that the uh, stay of execution, so to speak, the uh, delay uh, would help things, but I don't think it has. And, you know, I would love for anybody to uh, just check in the chat room and uh, tell me why, uh, why it's come to this point and uh, why we're looking – at what we're looking at, uh, because I, I don't I don't see anything that's going to make make anything different. I thought that this week could make a difference, but it's not. Uh, moving forward, uh, if uh, any any of you have uh, any uh, ideas on uh, you know different uh, different strategic moves to make, uh, then go ahead and do it. I mean. Maybe uh, maybe this will be the time to do it, and uh, you know you never know. Uh, so uh, you know I'm not sure, but uh, it's it's upsetting as an owner of uh, three dynasty leagues. Well, make that a little bit more than three, but it's upsetting as an owner of those dynasty leagues to uh, to know that and to know and think that. Uh, that fantasy football, or that the NFL has come that has come to this point, but that just brings me back to another point. I want everybody that still hung with me through the first uh, six minutes <laughs> to understand my point and to realize that without you, without me, without fantasy football owners, without people that gamble. On the NFL, where would the NFL be as far as, you know, public, uh, you know, in the public eyes? Where would the NFL be? I'm not sure because I love the game. But without us and without the people that gamble on these games, I'm not sure where it would be. But uh, you know, I'm gonna. Uh, I tell you what, I'm. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna look and uh, you know just see and 
to see how we can uh, see how how we can make it better. Uh, you know, I'm looking to uh, get Jeff on real quick and. Uh, And I'm, uh, you know, like I said, this is my first time doing this, and uh, I need Jeff bad, and <laughs> Jeff needs to be on here, but I'm really not sure how to uh, how, how to do this. But uh, anyway, I, I just want to uh, <clears throat> make sure that everybody understands that, uh, you know, this this is a great game. This is a game that we love, and uh, I'm going to continue with it. You know, I'm already prepaid in a bunch of dynasty teams, and I plan on doing it. And I hope everybody else does too. We'll keep on uh, watching the CBA and uh, keep on watching how they go about it. But uh, you know, the, the one thing about it is they got to come to an agreement very soon because if that if that doesn't happen, there's going to be a lot of unhappy people. All right, Jeff, can you hear me? Okay. Well, he's not he's not there. Obviously, I can't connect him, but uh, I'm, I'm uh, efforting uh, Jeff real quick. Uh, also, I'd like to touch on this before I get to Jeff and before Scott uh, uh, comes in real quick. Uh, the Big East. Basketball. I want to touch on the Big East basketball. Uh, all I've heard all year long is how good the Big East is. And the Big East, don't get me wrong, they are deep. They are solid. Uh, I mean, they've got, you know, what, 11 teams that can make it in. But, uh, you know, it just uh, it amazes me that uh, the fact that Well, I hope you guys are still with me. If not, then uh, I'm just speaking of the wind. But uh, the Big East, uh, what's the chances of a Final Four recipient? Uh, I'll say, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to have anybody that's going to be in the Final Four. Uh, the only reason I say that is because it's a very good conference. It's a great conference, but it's not that great. It's very deep, but not great. Uh you know, there's there's so many teams that can uh, can outweigh each other, and you know, I, I'm I'm so I, I get so sick and tired of hearing the same thing. Well, the Big East is in basketball, what the SEC is in is in football. Well, I'll tell you what, that might be true, but the one thing about the SEC in football is they they win championships. The Big East in basketball does not win championships. They might be good. They might be almost great. And I, I did say great earlier. But are they really that great? Hey, give me a national championship. Give me a final four, for goodness sake. 
and then I'll talk to you. But until then, uh, no way. But uh, I'm still, uh, I'm still, tra- I'm still trying to figure out the uh, switchboard baseball, baseball. Well, I'm gonna hold off on baseball until it's a little bit later in the show. But uh, I know there's, uh, there's a lot of you out there uh, that have been thinking about the uh, uh, WCOFF and uh, been hoping that you get paid and this and that. You know, I don't want to go too much into it. Uh, this is my own opinion. This is Mike Trent's opinion without Scott Atkins or anybody else in here uh, talking about it. You work hard. You work very hard. Uh, when you put up your money to be in a league, you work extremely hard to win the, to try to win that league. Uh, a lot of time and energy, you know, some time that maybe you uh, spend away from your spouse, uh, your kids. Uh, hopefully not too much time, but but still, there's a lot of time and energy that's put into that. And you win the league. And it's like, wow, I finally did it. I did something, man, especially in high-stakes fantasy football where, let's face it, there's not that many of us they can claim, have that claim to fame. And then you finally win it. Oh, wow. Okay. Where's my money? And the money doesn't happen. Now, I will, I'm, I'm going to go on record right now and say that the uh, FFPC does a fantastic job. I haven't been in a high-stakes league on theirs, but I've been in a lot of 77s. I've done a lot of different events through that organization. And I'm going to tell you what, you're going to get paid right away. Now, I'm not I'm not propping the FFPC right now or Alex or uh, Dave, but I'm going to tell you what I'm seeing and hearing, and you get paid. Uh, for those that are part of the uh, WACOF, uh, WCOFF, and part of that whole uh, conglomeration. And if you still stand beside them and you haven't been paid, wow, that that just that blows my mind. But I guess I'm going into uh, realms that maybe I shouldn't go to, but, you know, it's something that, something that I need to bring forward because I, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm I'm a I host the show with Scott. Scott's the main guy on this show. Scott has the uh, Fantasy Players Association, which everybody needs to uh, check out. Uh, and it's for the uh, it's for the benefit of the players, the players themselves, uh, because we don't want to see anybody get cheated. Uh, not necessarily cheated, but you know put up their money and lose their money after they won their money. And, and that just does that doesn't make any sense at all. And I, I guess I'll just keep on rambling for a little bit because uh you know, this is this is a tough business to play. And I saw a, a, a post on one of the sites earlier that said uh man, this, 
it looks like uh, fantasy football may come to an end soon. Well, it will come to an end as long as uh, you've got, uh, you got people and uh, businesses and companies and DBAs that want it to come to an end. If you've got uh, businesses and companies and DBAs like, uh, you know, FFPC, it will not come to an end, and it will thrive. And every single one of you out there that is a high-stakes fantasy uh, owner, will you'll thrive as well, and you'll enjoy the competition with, with each other because that's what it's all about, the competition with each other. But you do not. You do not want to get uh, – you don't want to sit there and put your money in, your time, your energy, and you win and not get paid. That is a bad situation right there. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of rough. It makes it kind of rough on everybody because everybody wants something that they can uh, put their hard-earned money into and bank on something coming back if they win with uh, a lot of the effort. And when the effort's put there, and then you finally won, and you don't get anything in return, it's hard to go back. And, you know, I would... My email uh, my email is michaelt21 at, B, or at insightbb.com. I mean, I would, you know, I would love to hear from you if you have anything to say about it. But uh, anything different, uh, you can always catch me on the FFPC uh, boards, uh, on the FPA boards, because I, I'm really kind of, uh, the more I talk about it, the more upset I get about it. So, uh you know, I, I just don't know what to say uh, other than uh, let's move to baseball. I'm, I'm luckily I'm in a uh, I'm in a uh, I just got a I just got a message from Scott Mike, dude. What's the deal? I'm going to have to give this guy's going to have to send this guy a guest certificate. Well, I'll tell you what, Scott. Send it on me. I don't know how to run board, man. I'm I'm just I'm a old country boy. I don't know how to do this. Go to the switchboard and get him on the air. Well, that's one thing to do, dude. Thank you, Jeff. Hello. Hey, Jeff. you got me, Mike? Yes. How you doing? Hey, Mike. Here we go. How you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing pretty good. I was sitting there rambling about a bunch of stuff, but uh, I, you know, I'm not used to running this switchboard, and uh, Scott is. But uh, you know, I just kind of said some stuff that was on my mind about a, a lot of different things. So, how you doing, Jeff? I'm good. I'm uh, keeping up with all the uh, the unsexy stuff that's going on in the NFL these days. And what uh, you know, what unsexy stuff could that be? <laughs> Well, the CBA. I mean, first we had the extension, and then we – it's pretty much playing out pretty much how I was describing on the football guys' boards. So it's its not pretty. And a lot of us are kind of – I mean, a lot of the sports writers for football, we kind of wind down after the Super Bowl. This is kind of the slow period. We take our time with things. Dynasty really kind of, you know, kicks up at the, about this time of year as soon as free agency hits. But, 
you know, we're missing free agency now. The the year was supposed to click over last week, and it didn't happen. They extended the CBA. And now, basically, what they're calling NFL Armageddon is upon us, that the it's going to expire at midnight, which is moments from now. Uh, the, the the players have decertified their union, and we can talk about what that means, but a lot of people just want to know, is there going to be football? So I got a few opinions on that. Right. And uh, you know what, Jeff? I I, I kind of rambled on a little bit uh, earlier uh, in the show about uh, what could happen if they're, you know, what, I mean, let's face it, this weekend, is it is this the end of the end, or uh, is there going to be another, uh, you know, another extension period or, or what have you? Uh, you know, what do you think about this? I mean, are they going to continue the extension period, or is this the end of the end? Well, I'll try to be. I'll try to simplify it as much as what we care about here, which is that this is actually a good thing for fans. Believe it or not, there's not going to be any more extensions. That's that's out. The, the, the union has decided to decertify. They're saying that they don't trust the owners at this point, and they're going to take it to court. And the reason that they did it now is because two reasons. One is they they can go to court now, and by doing it before this, the CBA uh, ends. By before midnight, they could stay in Judge Doty's uh, under his jurisdiction, and he's done so many good things for the, the the NFL players in the past. They want to stay with him as long as they can. Right. Well, um, now where does the uh, you know? There's a lot of millions of dollars that uh, that comes into play here, and Ab- and we're not even touching yeah. the uh, 18 game schedule. No, 18-game schedule is going to be out. That, that's, I mean, we're really just talking about the number one thing they all got to figure out is, you know, how much money is there and how they're going to divvy it up, and that's what really is in play. Um, the union is the players' union is saying, you know, the, the owners first they wanted, they first they get, we know that they get one billion off of the top of the nine billion pie, and they kind of split it up after that. Uh, now the pl- owners wanted another billion. The owner and the player said, "No way, we can't just go ahead and give you another billion dollars without seeing your books." The owner said, "You've seen enough. You just have taken us on a word." And then they changed the number twice. First they offered 800 million, which is down from a billion. And they offered 650 million, down from the 800 number. And the players, you know, uh, Demarcus Smith said a very good thing that said. Why would we take this offer when we we're losing money and we don't have any reason to understand why the NFL is doing great? Why should the players accept less? So, what they've done now is that basically they've put ten names, not just three. Originally, I heard that there were going to be three names on a lawsuit, which are going to be Breeze, Brady, and Peyton Manning, three very big names, and they're going to take the thing to court and file an antitrust lawsuit. If they had waited till after midnight, they would have to wait six more months to file that lawsuit, which would mean even a longer period to go through court. It doesn't mean that – now, don't expect that there's going to be a case heard before that they're going to play, but going that one step to actually filing a lawsuit may actually bring the owners to the table because they do not want to go before Judge Doty again. Right. And uh, the one thing that it seems like to me, uh, Jeff, is they're – the players want to see the books. They want to see the real deal about what's going on uh, as far as, you know, I guess profit and loss. They want to, they want to know because, uh, you know, their deal right now is looking pretty good. But, yeah, uh, but, 
the players just wanted to stay as it was. Yeah, the players just wanted to see how it was. They can't understand why they should be getting less money when the league is doing so well. It's it's going up in viewership and profits, and the, and everybody wants to throw money at the league, and why should the players be taking less? Right, and, that, you know, and I think that's the, the public perception is, uh, you know, they're mad at the players, and they're mad at, you know, they want to be mad at the players, but in, in all reality... I think everybody should be mad at the owners for not really, uh, you know, being smart enough to understand the agreement to begin with. Yeah, well, it was kind of pushed forth. Uh, Gene Upshaw, was uh, they really kind of pushed it forward last time. And it was really kind of a sweetheart deal. But now the players, with the really interesting thing, and, the, and the, not many people have even mentioned this yet, there's a very interesting name that is on that lawsuit now, which is uh, a rookie. Uh, Von Miller is on that lawsuit. So that before it was just three names. Now it's ten, including Vincent Jackson and Logan Mankins. But the fact that a rookie is on there may actually jeopardize the draft that's scheduled for the end of April. Well, you know what? Uh, that's funny you said that because uh, it, for whatever reason, uh, Durson, Dave Durson, I mean, his name comes to mind as far as uh, them wanting to uh, extend the season. You know, unfortunately, he took his life. But, uh, you know, this is a guy that uh, played the NFL, played it hard, and uh, after a lot of years and being banged up so much, you know, maybe to his own fault, uh, you know, it, it went it went bad, it went ugly. Uh, so there's a, there's a lot of – I don't know, Jeff. In my opinion, there's a lot of things that the players have uh, that – I feel like they're in control of, and they should be. Yeah, it, it's uh, the owners really want a union. They want the players because they want collective bargaining. There's a lot of things that they can't get if they don't have collective bargaining. They can't have a, a salary cap. They can't have, you know, they can't lock players up for three or four years. They can't have a draft. Um, so uh, they, they can't they can't have just a a wide open market because that'll just ruin what they've already established. So if it's entirely free trade, it, it's a mess. They want a union so they can collectively bargain, you know, to keep the things that they made the NFL so successful with the rookies and the salary cap and free agency. So with everything coming to a head now, everybody's trying to understand what the decertification means. So the owners aren't real happy about this. They're, they're threatening the lockout now that, which is probably going to happen and they're also threatening, you know, are they going to open up the doors to free agency and signing people now? Are they going to be able to permit trades? Um, but but the players are countering with a lawsuit that's trying to go against both, not just the the lockout, but also the transition tags, the franchise tags, and even now probably the rookie draft. Right. And, uh, you know, I had something, uh, uh, something was talked about in the chat room chat room about the rookie draft uh you know it's funny because uh three years ago you know i looked at the nfl as the most pristine run organization in professional sports they had a salary cap uh obviously with us uh which i went on a rant earlier because with fantasy players and uh gamblers without without us the NFL would not be where it is, and I I firmly believe that. 
but three years ago, uh, the NFL was pretty much the most stable of the three. I won't, I won't say four. I cannot include the NHL uh, because they had a salary cap, a salary cap. Uh, the NBA now has become a collusion type of uh, organization where it's like, hey, come to me and we'll do it, just like what Miami, the Miami Heat's trying to do. Uh, Major League Baseball, it's become uh, – They've gotten through the steroid area, but they still can spend money, money, money. You you know, you have all these teams like the Red Sox, the Yankees, uh, Philadelphia Phillies. I mean, they're spending money left or right. What is going to make a difference in the NFL if they get through this because they have this salary cap? What's going to make the difference uh, to make sure that they're okay? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, I think that uh, there, there's an argument that can be made by the, the – you could look at the different sports. The, the salary – the NFL has really been the number one sport for a number of years, and it's kind of been what other sports are aspiring to. Um, there are issues with it. I mean, the, the rookies get paid too much money. Everybody pretty much agrees with that, and the money should go more towards the veterans. There's certain things the players want. The players really wanted to keep the way it was, but the owners really are losing money, or so they say, or they're not. I shouldn't say that they're losing money. I should say that they're not earning as much money as right. they think that they should be. Now, I don't, I don't fault them one bit. If you put out a billion dollars or whatever into an organization and only making ten million a year, that doesn't sound right. But a lot of that value is is coming as the appreciation of the franchise, which not many of them want to sell. So. They are coming out, out of pocket for a lot a lot of expenses for these huge stadiums, um, and they they do have to throw a lot of money out of pocket at the rookies and at the, the signing bonuses. So I can understand to his point that they, 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 they want more money. I understand that. But at the same time, the players want certain things too. Um, they're arguing for you know sooner free agency and taking care of the veterans but also or, or the retired players and insurance. Personally, I think that's the union's problem, not the actual owner's problem. But there's a lot of room back and forth to go. The owners are really pushing the, forcing the issue, and that's why it's really a lockout, not a strike. The owners are trying to impo- impose their will on the players. They may even try a last-best offer at this point and just institute a package. It won't stick, but they may try and do that and say, okay, we won't, we'll put forth a last-best offer. We're going to play under these terms this year, and we'll, we'll cease and desist the lockout, which will wind up in court anyway. So it's going to be a sticky mess no matter what. Hopefully that they will satisfy everybody and get um, things settled, that the threat of Judge Doty will get the players and, and the owners in, into a room for mediation and get this done. The good news is that once this finally gets resolved, and we know it's going to get resolved at some point, hopefully with, before the uh, September, um, will be good for another six or seven years. But until we get to that point, it's going to be rough. And I, I think it's the fact that there we're, we're at the point where we're getting to the courts in March and that we're starting to threaten the draft at the end of April. It's getting heated enough that I think we may have an agreement even before the draft. I can't swear to it, but I think there's going to be a negotiation session of some something because Judge Doty will rule something probably against the lockout in the next coming weeks. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I think you're right, Jeff. And uh, the one thing about it is uh, 
they're not going to let this thing continue. Uh, but if it does, I mean, it, right now it's starting to sound like it's getting kind of ugly because the only reason I say that is because it looked like they were really close last week. And I was, uh, you know, I'm thinking, wow, man, we're, we're, we're going to make this thing happen. And then well, why do you think uh, were, all of a sudden well, last night it, it looked like it was getting pretty ugly. Yeah. Well, what made you think they were getting close, though, Mike? Well, the, the only thing uh, was reports that, uh, well, first off is if they they extended the, uh, the deadline. That tells me they're getting close. Uh, well, well, that that meant that they want to keep them at the table. That, that that doesn't necessarily mean that they want to that they're closer. Now, my my thought will always was that the owners agreed to the seven days of mediation to draw attention away from you know that the, the CBA was about to end. They were they went to seven days of mediation, and then came the the NFL Combine, and then one day later they said, "Well, we're going to be done because it's going to be the CBA expires." When they did go to mediation again after that date, uh, I did agree. I agree with you a little bit. That is a positive sign. But once the owners started throwing numbers and the players would say, no way, that's pretty much signaled, the, you know, this is going to court. And that, that this is, they have to go and force an issue to get the owners. The first losing, the owners losing the $4 billion from TV revenue from Judge Doty a couple of weeks ago, that was a major right. hiccup right there. To, the, the, that would have. That really swung the, the the momentum over to the players. If the owners had four billion dollars and could lock the players out, the players wouldn't be able to hold up. There's just no way. And too many players live. Believe it or not, they don't they don't save their money and they really want to get a paycheck. So a yeah. lockout for a full season probably would have made them crumble like the NHL did. But now that the four billion dollars is up, that we've got owners out there that have big payments of their own to deal with. So that that helped them. Get to, that's probably what really got them to that mediation through this week, but now that you know the owners are you know digging in saying I don't want to show my books, Judge Doty may force that issue. And regardless, they do, the owners do not want to have full disclosure of their books. There's no question about that. So anything that the that they can either do or circumvent or get in before Judge Doty brings too many rulings down, to, that will probably lead to a negotiation. It'll be better for everyone, which will lead to a draft in football. Yeah, you know, I, I think everything will work out okay. And uh, you know, I, I like I like what you're saying, uh, Jeff. But uh, it's still, uh, in my opinion, it's kind of a dream scenario. So I I don't know, man. I I just I just I want it to work out okay. Uh, I want it to be just fine. Uh, and like you said, uh, you know, you made you made a very good point. If they can hammer this thing out, and if it can be done, whether it's uh, March 11th or, you know, uh, August 11th, once they hammer this thing out, it, they've got to make sure between the players and the owners that it's a long-term seven, eight, nine, ten-year deal so we don't have to revisit this again. And, uh, you know, that, that that's something that they've all, they've all got to understand. But there's one thing that uh, one thing that I want to talk about that I hope that the players are uh, you know addressing is uh, you know their benefits package and uh, you know for you, let's face it the NFL when you're 30 years old you're done now don't get me wrong these guys get paid a lot of money 
but there's a lot of a lot of guys that uh, are kind of not high profile. They get paid the uh, you know a million a year or whatever, and yeah, that might seem like a lot of money, and I'm sure it is. But uh, you know what what kind of pension package is involved in this? Do you know of any, Jeff? Uh, the pension. I know that they want to get more for the uh, veteran players. Uh, again, the owners, and I, I actually sided with the owners on this, the owners don't want to come out too much out of pocket to, to take care of the veteran players because the players should take care of their own. I think that's why they have a union in the first place, and I tend to agree with that. The players should set a percentage of their salaries aside for veteran players. I think the, asking the owners to contribute some was, is nice and is a good gesture, and they, they should probably get that. But ultimately, it's the players that take care of their own. It's, I just think the owners would take care of their own. Um, Al, Al Davis, way back when, used to help the AFL exist. So the owners take care of their side, the players take care of their side. But uh, I, I think that the veteran the veteran thing is not a big issue. The biggest issue is how to divvy up a huge $9 billion pie. Now, I will address a point you made earlier about having a 9- or 10-year agreement. That won't happen because – Things change. Climates change. Economies change. I mean, you know, the, things happen every four or five years that you need to go back to the table and say, are we good? Can we continue? So that's where having stability in the leadership, with, you know, Roselle and Upshaw or, and Tagliabue, those guys, stability there, I know that they were uh, they were too chummy, definitely, to the detriment of the players. But having that stability there to say, okay, let's do a sanity check every three years or so. Are we still on a good path? That's a good thing, because right. but a nine or ten year agreement that won't happen. I mean, they might they might put it on paper, but it's like giving Steve Young uh, a seven year contract when he's thirty five. We all know it's not going to happen. Um, but yeah. every four or five years, they will readdress this. But they, they do need to get to the table, and anything that puts time pressure on them, having a rookie involved in a lawsuit that could threaten the draft in, eight, in six weeks from now. Is time pressure. That's a good thing because it's going to force these guys to the table because there's a lot of clubs out there that want to make trades, like the Eagles and a few others that want to make trades before the draft that need to get done. If that doesn't happen, now you're worried about, will these rookies get into a camp and start learning and being able to contribute this year, and can we get some free agency done before the draft so we know what the, we need to draft because we have holes in a roster? Well, and, and, and furthermore, uh, if if the lockout, I mean, if it if it does happen, uh, they can't have any communication with any of their current players. Officially, correct. I mean, uh, the coaches, owners. Uh, I tell you what, if I was, I I wouldn't say it. I, I wouldn't say it if I was a member of the Rams. But I'm telling you, I, I would not be surprised at all if somehow a playbook winds up in the hands of uh, 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 of their quarterback. <laughs> If Josh McDaniels yeah. happens to leave a package somewhere for Sam Bradford, that just that just happens, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, you know it's kind of funny. the The NFL might uh, need to go to the NCAA for <laughs> for tips. Yeah, the NFL needs a few boosters. <laughs> I can't believe I said that, but I mean, really, let, let, let's face it. I mean. I mean, if a lockout is lockout, then uh, you know they can't have any uh, any communication whatsoever with their players. And uh, so, how do you teach the system? Well, you you turn to the NCAA, and they'll tell you how. 
Yeah, yeah, and, and, and <laughs> one of the chatters actually made a good point about Von Miller being on the on the on the on the lawsuit. It's there's a rookie salary cap too. I mean, he may be contending against that, so it could be uh, both pieces of that that are up up for grabs. So there's a lot to be discussed still. Right, and uh, well, moving forward, uh, if you're a uh, if you're getting ready for a draft, uh, do you think uh, about anything different? Like, for instance, uh, well, say you say you have a dynasty league and uh, you have your uh, your four your four picks uh, available. Your uh, round one, two, three, four. Uh, say you're drafting. I don't know mid mid range. Uh, does any of this play any weight? Uh, are you uh, going to trade? How how are your trades going to be uh, affected? Is what uh, I'm saying moving forward. For dynasty leagues, I don't think you really change yeah. anything because dynasty you're you're looking long term. So I think long term, this is going to be a three or four month blip, maybe a six month blip, and you're drafting players for hopefully nine, ten years. So I think you're still looking for the same value. I think the NFL teams are going to be drafting, if there's no free agency, they're going to be looking to draft a little bit more on need, immediate need in the first couple of rounds than on necessarily talent, especially teams with holes. And there's a lot of teams with holes that, the good news is that a lot of defensive defensive line players are coming out. Um, a lot, so, and a few, so teams that need defensive line help are going to have it out there. Offensive line, it looks pretty good, decent, decent too for depth. Corner, may be an issue, running back may be an issue, we'll have to see, but if you have certain needs, you probably want to draft a little bit a little bit more towards the need than building up because um, you can't plan long term right now. It's a very, it's very much been a win now league in recent years since uh, we've seen Baltimore and Atlanta really go from nothing to something with rookie quarterbacks real quickly. But teams that, you know, have Two or three holes in their lineup, they're going to look for the rounds one, two, three, bang, 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 try to figure fit those holes. So you'll see better value as a result draft on day three of the NFL draft. But as a dynasty owner, you're still looking for, you know, expect similar things. Expect rookies to be with a team for three or four years. So talent, I always look at a combination of talent and also opportunity. I, I may go towards a lesser talent a little bit if I think he's going to start right away. So if I think a guy, if if for some reason Miami takes Ryan Williams instead of Mark Ingram, I may bump Ryan Williams up over Mark Ingram because I know Ryan's going to start. But um, right. if Mark Ingram winds up stuck behind two or three guys, uh, maybe New England grabs him or he you know winds up in uh, oh I don't know the Giants and he gets stuck behind Jacobs and, and Bradshaw. You know, that may be an issue because three or four years you're looking at like a Michael Turner type situation behind Tomlinson when he started. So still draft. I, I really wouldn't change your philosophy too much in Dynasty Leagues if you're drafting right now. Yeah. You know what? Uh, that's funny because uh, I've noticed that uh, in a couple of leagues that I'm in right now that uh, they're pretty much uh, saying, you know, I'm planning on uh, the season because based on the, the trades that I've seen, and, you know, I I think I was <laughs> – I kind of got left behind, in, uh, especially in Hyper 2. Uh, Hyper 3, I'm good, but in Hyper 2, uh, you know, I just wasn't uh, – I wasn't trading and doing the things because I was just going, well, there probably won't be a 2011 season. And next thing you know, uh, these guys are planning on it. And, uh, 
that's what you got to plan on. Yep, you got. You just got to, you know, just look at this as a, a momentary glitch. Now, I will say that uh, there was uh, Derek Tan, who's uh, my my partner in crime over at Dynasty Guys. Over there, he started a great. He started a good discussion on football guys, saying that um, you know there is some. There's another side of the coin that not many people are talking about. The veterans have value right now. Uh, Donald Driver, you know, guys that are veterans uh, who have one or two more years left in the tank that people are kind of saying, yeah, what if there's not a 2011 or whatever, that you can get them for a steal right now. And if you're pushing for a championship in 2011 or 2012, now's a good time to go get these guys because veterans are going to have a, a even a bigger leg up on rookies this year, especially if there's no training camps in May and June. Well, you know what? That, that's a good point because uh, the rookies, uh, the second-year players, third-year players, they need that training camp. Uh, you know, it, it's already been proven. The veterans, they don't, nec- they don't necessarily have to have that. So uh, they can uh, they can step out there uh, September 4th or 10th or whenever it is, and, uh, you know, they can perform. Uh, they've been, they're grizzled veterans. Uh, that's why we call them that. So uh, that, that, that's a good point because they can be able to do that. So, uh, you know, how will it affect a uh, – you know any type of uh, work stoppage? Like how will how will it affect a uh, say a No Sal Moreno, for instance, uh, a guy that made a big impact uh, that was huge? Uh, how will it affect him? Uh, I think well, running backs adapt easiest. I think the biggest issues are going to be offensive lines because that's where you need the most cohesion. And defensive scheme changes. If you're having a new defensive coordinator, I think the team like the Eagles, who I follow closely, are, are really impacted because they can't trade Kevin Cobb and get good value for him. And they've got a brand new defensive coordinator who hasn't coached defense in 20 years in Juan Castillo. They really got to get that scheme out there. They've got a young defense that really needs to be coached up to get somebody opposite of Trent Cole to get to get a pass rush going. But not only that, but they got to get a scheme together that actually works. Yeah. Yep. You know what? And that's that's another good point as well because uh, without the offensive line, without your defensive line, there is there's nothing. Without the offensive line, you you don't have a rushing game. I mean, uh, you know, Shanahan with uh, Denver Broncos for years. I mean, he proved that with all the running backs he run through that system. Uh, you know, Emmitt Smith. I mean, I'm a big Dallas Cowboy fan, but without Without those big boys in front of him, I don't think he would he would have done what he'd have done. So you have to take care of those guys that are in front of you, just like the defensive defensive side of the situation. Uh, you know, you got to take care of those guys too. So, and uh, you know, it, it just brings back to uh, brings back to a point that uh, they got to get this deal done. And I, I sure hope they. I hope they get it done, and I'm looking forward to it, and I want to I want to see it because I, I'm just I'm hedging my bets on a lot of different things here, Jeff, and it's it's I don't know it's making it kind of tough kind of tough for me to uh, you know make trades, and I don't know why that is, but that's just the way I am. I, I agree with you, but now's a good time to you know just I know we're all hardcore football guys i mean otherwise we wouldn't be talking about football in march i mean most people right. take the you know they're like uh, uh around july they'll say oh yeah football pick up the magazine start looking at it again 
or if there's even still magazines that will start looking at stuff in the websites. Uh, but you know, right now, for us hardcore guys, it's really time. It's it, There is a little bit of time here to just say this, take a deep breath, just relax, let things play out for a little bit, focus a little bit on the rookies. And, yeah, it is a little hard because you know, you've got restricted free agency or free agency or trades or whatever. There's, there's no gun to your head to make a trade right now. I mean, you can just take, you can actually take a moment and just, you know, relax. Go coach, go coach your kid's soccer game a little bit for right now. It's okay to take a yeah. step back. I know we're all, we all want to read the news every day, and I still read the news every day for the football. But it's not a crime for there to be one or two weeks of just, you know, chill time. It's okay. Well, you know, I, I agree with that, and you know, we all need to do that because. You know, this is a passion, but we, uh, like you said, we have our families. We have uh, everything that we uh, we enjoy doing, uh, and this is the time to do it. Uh, and you know, you you just can't you can't get too wrapped up in it, but it's hard not to. I mean, when it's in your when when it's in your blood, when it's in your system, uh, every single one of these guys in the chat room, I guarantee it. Uh, Boy, kittens. Uh, you know, uh, Syracuse Slappers, uh, Beer Campaign, you know, uh, The Joker, uh, Cold Cracker. I mean, all these guys, they love it. They love it. And, you know, they're, they're chatting about different things right now, but I guarantee you, every single one of them, they love this game. And, uh, you know, it's good to take a step back, but it's good to jump right in because, uh, we're. I mean, I'm ready for the CBA to get uh, – Get corrected. I'm ready for. Uh, I'm ready for the draft, and you know, after that draft, next thing you know, comes the the redraft for uh, your dynasty leagues, and uh, and game is on. So it, it, it's a fun time of year, Jeff. You know, when you, when you really think about it, um, you got the you got the NCAA tournament, which I'm watching right now. Uh, Louisville's up by two with a minute 40 to go, which is a great game. And I guess I'm kind of got my uh, attention. Oh, that's what Scott is. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, I guarantee you Scott's going nuts. But uh, it's just it, that's just a uh, that's just a conference tournament. So uh, we'll see. A week from this week, I don't know what's going to happen with the show. But uh, I tell you, Jeff, uh, you've been a uh, you've been a great. Uh, Great guest, and uh, anything else you want to talk about a little bit? Uh, I think I think we're good, Mike. But I'm definitely getting ready to gear it up and watch some basketball. I think it's uh, this is the right time. You know, college basketball really is a three or four. It's basically a one month season, which is a great time. You know, to fill in. You know, then this this as we're hitting, getting ready out to hit. That everybody gets out of the snow and warms up ahead to the springtime. So, yeah, everybody keeping one eye on the. How much snow did you get this year? Uh, we got spared a little bit. Uh, I mean, we got we got hammered a little bit now and then, and I was really I, we haven't had snow in like a month or so in Maryland. It's been nice. I'm gonna, I mean, it's been really really cold, but we got spared. But we did get probably a couple feet this time of year. But PA really got hit a little bit harder than us. We we sk- we skimmed it away a little bit. Wow, yeah, that's you know that's crazy to think about, Jeff. You know, we we got 13 inches this year, year. <laughs> Not in one day, a year. And we're like, wow, man, this is a lot of snow. Hey, Jeff, thank you so much. Appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I just want to appreciate the crew that's uh, 
It's about nine minutes still, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna wrap this thing up and uh, watch the uh, Louisville Notre Dame game. Uh, Jeff, anything else? Uh, that's all, Mike. You got you have a great night, and anytime you want to have me on, just let me know. All right. Well, I uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hey, hey, guys. Uh, I want to I want to thank everybody for uh, for joining uh, Red versus Blue uh, Fantasy uh, Football Sports Talk Radio, and uh, I'm gonna get out of here and watch this last minute of the. Uh, Louisville Notre Dame game at seventy seventy, and uh, you guys want to check in? Well, I'll take that back. It's seventy two seventy Louisville. So uh, it's quite a game. Uh, been a great show, and uh, I hate to uh, hate to cut out on you guys, but I'm going to so I can watch the game. Uh, on behalf of Scott Atkins and everybody involved, thanks guys. I want to uh, thank you, War Kittens, Sergey uh, Slappers, Jeff. Appreciate you so much. And uh, we'll do it again next Friday. Take care, guys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.